as you've heard, uh, we, Justices Ginsburg, Sotomayor, and Kagan, do not agree with that analysis. Uh, it's a technical part, and there is a non-technical part. And you have to understand the first to understand where the second fits in. Now, the technical part consists of two parts of the statute, two paragraphs. The second paragraph, and it's numbered two, uh, says, it doesn't actually say this literally, but the Court previously interpreted this saying, that certain aliens held in detention shall not be released on bail, I won't get a bail hearing, while they await a decision on whether they will be removed from the country. But which aliens? Well, it uses the words, quote, aliens described in paragraph one, end quote. So now we look at paragraph one. And what paragraph one says is the federal government, quote, shall take into custody, quote, aliens who have committed certain crimes, you've heard that, quote, when the alien is released, i.e., it means released from the criminal custody for having committed those crimes. And then paragraph one lists those crimes in four subparts, and it includes some mostly major crimes, but certain minor offenses as well. Now, the majority, as you have heard, believes the words described in paragraph one, i.e., those who don't get a bail hearing, are simply those aliens who have committed any one of the listed crimes. But we think the words aliens described in paragraph one, namely those who have to be held without bail, don't get a hearing, are aliens who have committed any one of the listed offenses and whom the attorney general has taken into custody, quote, when, quote, they have been, quote, released from prison. All right? That difference, which is just sounds like a wording difference, is important. Now, our dissenting opinion not only explains why we think ours is better interpretation, which, of course, we do, given the ordinary meaning of the statute's language, the structure and the relevant canons of interpretation, but we go on to explain what more is at issue, something more than what's just technical. The greater importance of the case, in our view, lies in the power that the majority's interpretation gives the government. It's a power to detain persons who committed a crime, perhaps a minor crime, not just major, many years before. And it's a power to hold those persons maybe for many months without any opportunity to obtain bail. And I stress the word opportunity because a bail hearing doesn't mean release. It means that the person detained has an opportunity to show he will neither flee nor pose a threat to the community. So in our opinion, we explain the government does detain thousands of aliens each year. The crimes involved could be minor crimes. One court defined a crime to include the unlawful possession of stolen bus transfers. We explain that the offender may not even have been sentenced perhaps to imprisonment for the crime he committed. Maybe it was a minor drug offense. The government has taken, in fact, individuals into custody many months and sometimes years after they completed their sentences. And during that time, they might have established families and put down roots in a community. The government has regularly held these individuals for months without bail. 
at a hearing, and a high percentage of those detained under the authority of the statute, in fact, turn out that they won't be removed from the country. Hmm. Well, an appendix to our opinion shows that these are not simply hypotheticals. To interpret the statute in a way that permits results like this, we believe, creates a serious constitutional problem, a problem that the dissenting opinion in last term's Jennings case discussed in detail. After all, since the time of Blackstone, and consistently throughout American history, government authorities have provided bail hearings for those accused of crimes, accused, not convicted, accused of crimes, including even the most serious crimes, murder or you, you name it. It seems very anomalous indeed to provide those accused of the most serious crimes of bail hearings, but denying those hearings to those who, long before, finished serving the sentence for their crimes and are currently accused of committing no crime at all. In our view, the majority has failed to heed the basic legal admonition that statute must be interpreted, quote, if fairly possible, quote, so, quote, so as to avoid not only the conclusion that they are unconstitutional, but also grave doubts upon that score. The results of the constitutional reading, of the court's reading, the result of the court's reading, the majority's reading, is not just constitutional doubt. Rather, we believe it runs the gravest risk of depriving those whom the government has detained of one of the oldest and most important of our constitutionally guaranteed freedoms, the right not to be deprived of liberty without due process of law. For these reasons, discussed some greater length in our opinion, we respectfully dissent.